Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of Criminal Profiling. This week we're going to begin looking into an active case, that being the Idaho student murders of four young students, namely Kaylee Gonsalves, age 21, Madison Mogan, age 21, Zana Kernodal, age 20, and her boyfriend Ethan Shapin, age 20. I thought this would be a good case to look into because uh, their primary suspect, and there is only one, has not yet been found guilty. So what we can do is determine whether they're on the right track with this primary suspect. Keep in mind, just like the uh, Behavioral Sciences Unit in Quantico, uh, their methods do not reveal the guilty party, but rather eliminate suspects and help to focus on uh, the people who are most likely to have committed the crime. And that's what we're going to do. So I've made a few notes that we can quickly go over um, regarding uh, these murders, and which happened on the very early hours of Sunday, November 13th, probably between 4 and 5 a.m., after one of the girls ordered some food, which was delivered uh, sometime just after 4. Uh, jumping ahead, we know that the four victims were stabbed multiple times with a large knife, that uh, they were attacked in their sleep, and that one or two showed defensive wounds. The name of our primary suspect is Brian Koberger, who was born November 21, 1994, and was uh, 27 years old at the time of the murders, almost 28. He had cased this house 12 times, we know this by the phone pings, prior to November 13, 2022. He always cased them late evening or early morning, except for one particular ping. So we're just going to kind of casually go over what uh, some people have said who knew Brian or went to school with him, what they had to say. Uh, we always take these as a grain of salt and never as uh, the absolute truths because um, personal perceptions always vary. The family generally say very nice things. Friends say generally very nice things about you if they know you, whereas casual acquaintances or casual observers may say different things. Uh, so here we have uh, someone saying he was uh, quiet, fat, bullied, or picked on, especially by girls, very into his books, sweet and quiet. Others had said he wasn't bullied at all. Another said he was nice to her, but bullied her brother. I know that he had anger issues, she said, and would have outbursts and stuff. Um, that quote comes back in a big way, as you'll see later. Uh, here's uh, another quote. It's not exact word for word, but the general idea was that he was uh, the kind of person not to fight, but to smash things or punch a wall or something like that, uh, which coincides with what we just heard about anger issues and stuff, uh, became more of a bully after losing weight. Apparently, he was fat when he was young. He possibly used heroin during, uh, I think it was high school maybe even, um, before going to rehab in 2013. He went to Pleasant Valley High School. Uh, he went on to earn a bachelor's degree in psychology after he cleaned up. A friend from the eighth grade said he was really into psychology, even back then. He got a master's degree in criminal justice in 2020, completed his studies in 2022. He uh, went on to have an interview for a job with the local police. A local bar he frequented had warnings about him. Uh, one person said he'll have two or three beers and then just get a little too comfortable. He uh, was often seen sitting alone, observing and watching people. Uh, and when women didn't want to talk to him, sometimes he would get upset uh, with them a little bit. Uh, he called one female a staff member a bitch when she wouldn't answer his questions. Uh, sometimes his questions involved asking about uh, where they lived and who they came to the bar with. 
He was uh, described in university, which was only eight miles away from Moscow, Idaho, the Moscow, Idaho residents where the victims lived. And he was described as intelligent but quiet, more of a loner in the program he was in. A student claimed Brian was uh, made disparaging remarks about the LGBTQ plus community. And so he uh, kind of parted ways with him at that point. Prior to the murders, he was quiet and stared a lot, but after the murders, they noticed he seemed more willing to talk and hold a conversation. He became a teaching assistant. He was a tough grader. And prior to the murders, he failed a whole class in making copious uh, comments on their, their class test. And that was in October 2022. But after the murders, November, December 2022, he handed out grades of 100s and made only a few comments on the tests. Brian had followed all three victims on Instagram, and he messaged one of them several times. None of the girls followed him back. Allegedly, he went to the Mad Greek restaurant where Mogan and Kernodal worked as servers and bought vegan pizzas. Apparently, he was big on vegan pizzas and what he ate. Um, there was a student union building, where he was not a student, by the way, but he frequented this place and... Uh, some that worked there thought he was a student. He was there so much. One of the staff members at the uh, student union building said he was the type to stare and when caught would continue staring. And he wouldn't look away or wouldn't nod or even smile when caught staring. She said he was really quiet and really intense. He made me uncomfortable. On that note, I'm sure many people are agreeing with this because if you take a look at some of this guy's pictures, he looks very intense, very angry. He just seems to ooze anger and intentness, like he's about to explode or something. Another noteworthy comment I made note of is uh, someone said that he, uh, he had to impress himself upon you. He had to uh, let you know that he was smart, if not the smartest in the room. He seemed to ooze narcissism. Getting back to the crime, as most of you know, uh, something was left behind. The sheath of a knife, a very large sheath for a large knife and a large knife was used in the murders. Some people say that this could have been a calling card because it's been done before by offenders. Others say it could have been left as a decoy because it's a military style knife and that might be left on purpose so that they'll go looking for a military person. Brian had no prior criminal record so he wouldn't have had DNA on file. I think the most he had in the past was a DUI. So it does leave a bit of gray area as to how Brian Koberger became the main suspect. So I'm going to read from an article from the ABC News by a lady named uh, Emily Shapiro who put this article out on January 18th, 2023 at 5.10 p.m. I will skip ahead a little bit in the article to the um, subtitle Wednesday, December 7th. On December 7th, police announced to the public that they were looking to speak with the driver of a white 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra uh, that was seen in the immediate area of the victim's house early on November 13th. Anyone with information on the car was asked to contact the tip line. Tuesday, December 13th. As the one-month mark hit, Moscow Police Captain Roger Lanier said police are closely guarding the information that we've discovered at the scene and our investigative information because we want to protect the integrity of this investigation. But, he promised, this investigation is not cold. We get tips every day that are viable. Those tips help us to do everything from clear people to further some of the theories that we're working on, he said in a video statement. Eventually, we're going to narrow in on exactly what happened and who did it. 
Friday, December 15th. As police in Idaho searched for answers, Koberger was stopped by Indiana police on December 15th for traffic violations. After Koberger's semester at Washington State ended in December, he and his father drove across the country together to the family's Pennsylvania home. His attorney, Monroe County Chief Public Defender Jason Labar, told ABC News, they drove the pre-planned road trip in the white Hyundai Elantra that authorities said they were looking for in connection to the murders, according to Labar. Koberger and his father were stopped twice on December 15th while driving east of Indianapolis, both times with the younger Koberger in the driver's seat. They were first stopped by the Hancock County Sheriff's Office for speeding, then nine minutes later by the Indiana State Police for following another vehicle too closely, according to officials. Many people will have seen this video footage uh, where the elder Koberger looks nervous, and some believe that Brian looks nervous too, whereas others believe that he's just really thinking on his feet at the time. So it's up to you what you think of that. Continuing with the article, after Koberger's arrest, the Sheriff's Department and State Police said there was no information at the time on the suspect in the Idaho crimes or specific information on the white Hyundai Elantra. The State Police added the trooper, having learned the two had been stopped minutes before by a deputy from the Hancock County Sheriff's Department, who knew he was working just down the interstate from him, used his discretion and released the two men with a verbal warning. Tuesday, December 27. Authorities said DNA from the suspect was recovered on a knife sheath left on the victim's bed, according to the documents. On December 27, police recovered trash from Kohlberger's parents' house in Pennsylvania, and a lab determined the DNA from the trash was the father of the person who left DNA on the knife sheath, the affidavit said. Friday, December 30th, Koberger was arrested in Pennsylvania's Pocono Mountains in the early hours of December 30th. Uh, the family of Gonsalves told ABC News they don't know Koberger and are happy, relieved, and thankful there's been an arrest. Skipping ahead in the article to Tuesday, January 3rd, Koberger, who was arrested for, on, for four counts of first-degree murder and burglary, agreed to be extradited to Idaho during his January 3rd court appearance in Monroe County, Pennsylvania. Labar said in a statement, his client is eager to be exonerated of these charges and looks forward to resolving these matters as promptly as possible. I'll admit this did remind me a little bit about the uh, Joseph James D'Angelo case, the Golden State Killer, whereby they uh, finally caught the man by putting his DNA into the public pool and then extracting uh, relatives and ancestors until they could uh, whittle it down to the man in the area and eventually the actual offender. Returning to our case, it's also noted by investigators that it was not a clean crime scene. There was cross-contamination between rooms. Uh, it was haphazard and unprofessional. And what they're suggesting here is that it is the offender's first murders. I don't believe I've mentioned here, but most people probably know, is that um, the primary suspect, uh, Brian Koberger, turned his phone off during the times of the murders and then turned his phone back on later. Uh, when he was out of the region and back on the highway. I'm not sure what any of you viewers were thinking uh, when this case uh, first broke out, but when I first saw the uh, pictures of the victims, I immediately honed in on Kaylee Gonsalves. And yes, because of her appearance. Of course, that was just an off-the-cuff speculation that you might make, just free-flowing, you know, at the time. Okay, that's enough about the case. I think it's time we delve into the... Um, chart of their um, primary and only suspect, uh, Brian Koberger, who was born November 21, 1994.
So the first thing you want to consider is the MO of the crime. A large knife was used. It was a fairly frenzied attack, uh, and for good reason. There are six people present. You can't take a lot of time. You have to be swift. All you have is a knife. You don't have a gun. So you don't want people getting away either. So the attack is bound to be fast and frenzied. And it was messy. So uh, it may indicate that this person uh, is not uh, a very experienced murderer, and this may, in fact, be their first murder. Um, with the MO being a frenzied knife attack, we're looking more into Mars than we are Pluto of the two planets. The reason being is that Pluto goes very far. So there was no mutilation, beheadings, stuff like that. No body parts taken. It didn't get overly morbid. So even though Pluto may play a prominent role somewhere in the chart for other reasons or for whatever reasons, I'm looking more toward Mars uh, at this point because of that. Keep in mind, you must determine all of this stuff before you do the chart. Very important. So as far as I can tell, we don't have enough to say this was a chaotic, spontaneous thing where we would bring Uranus into it. Uh, it just might be that the person is, um, it's their first murder and they're sloppy. There does seem to be some planning involved. He's uh, contacted them. He's uh, cased their home uh, 12 times in the late evening uh, and also in the early morning, except for that single ping. So there does look to be some uh, planning involved. And these strategics can be uh, reflected in either Mercury or Jupiter. You want to really keep an eye on that. So I'm looking for Mercury and Jupiter to show me some sort of planning thing, not total chaos. He seems to be very interested in uh, psychology, no doubt, uh, from what we've heard from his uh, friends and whatnot. He clearly loved uh, psychology and took it up in school. So there you'll want to keep an eye on things like um, Pisces for psychology, deeper things like that. Pisces, it's ruling planet. Another consideration might be Sagittarius or its ruling planet Jupiter. Uh, unfortunately, with no time of birth, we can't consider the 12th house uh, of, for Pisces in psychology nor the uh, ninth house for higher education and philosophy. We should also note that there was no sexual interaction between the offender and any of the victims as far as we know, which tells me this could be more psychological than sexual. And what that means is I'm going to be looking more towards the problems being with psychology, his psychology, his Jupiter, his Mercury. I want to see something wrong there because um, the sexual part just isn't strong enough. There's also a chance that this person had a target in mind. Uh, two people were left unharmed. So watch for signs of focus and intent. What does not escape me in this is that this perpetrator, apparently there's only one, uh, went into this home where there are six very young, very active people in that home. One of them is male, three of them female. It only takes one of them to wake up, see them, and wake the whole household up, and everybody goes scattering, but they get a good look at them. It's a very risky, risky thing. So perhaps Uranus might come into it, right? Uh, he's got a lot of kahunas to do this job. And if it's his first job, if it's his first murder, that's even more ballsy. So where are we at? What do we want to see at this point? What can we really put our money on? Um, myself, I'm still going with the Mars over Pluto. I believe that Mars should be very outstanding uh, because of the MO, the nature of the crime, and the whole thing. As far as the gutsy part, this could still just be Mars, um, but it could entail uh, Pluto or Uranus. In this situation, I might, and I'm kind of tending toward Pluto because it gives that power to go in and face six people, 
even if he only knew about four of the students. Four against one. He's only got a knife. One of them can get away. It takes, it takes a lot of stabbing to take someone down. And with his schooling and reading background, he knows that. Well, if in fact it is Brian Koberger who is the uh, true guilty party. So here we go. Let's have it. Let's take a look at this chart. What do we have? Looking at Mars first, because that's the one I wanted to look at. We have the Sun square Mars. We have Mercury square Mars. We have Mars square Jupiter. We have Mars in conjunct Uranus and Mars square Pluto. Wow. Everything in one package. So look, wow. So looking at this, Mars is all you really need to do the crime that we're talking about, including having the balls to go in there and face six people with his Mars in conjunct Uranus, with his Mars square Pluto, that shouldn't be a problem. Now, considering his Mars and what we know about him and how many altercations he's had on the job, how he lost his job because he has a hard time getting along with people, fights with a lot of people, this is so consistent with his Mars. But that's not the crime in question and that doesn't make him a guilty person. It does, however, support what people have said about him having anger issues, like that person who said he's had anger issues, with his workplace uh, instances of anger and getting in arguments and stuff, it is totally fitting uh, with what they have said. It doesn't fit well with this quiet, kind, nice, sweet person. Not at all. That person did not see beyond the surface. It's not to say that he wouldn't, couldn't be kind and considerate. I mean, he does have the Sun conjunct Jupiter, right? He has Mercury conjunct Jupiter. So that also makes him sort of a planner as well. Not to mention the tactics involved in the planning that we were talking about. Here we have Mercury conjunct Jupiter. We have Mars square Jupiter, which is found in many uh, charts of uh, military men for tactical planning and execution of uh, tactical plans. Now, if we consider what people have said about his narcissism and having to make sure that you understood he was very smart and being the smartest in the room, we can consider such things as the Sun and Mercury conjunct Jupiter alongside with the Sun and Jupiter conjunct Pluto. Those things in and of themselves can uh, reflect, uh, especially combined, can easily reflect those conditions. The fact that this guy has five planets in Scorpio could be very misleading if you're not careful. I was on TikTok and uh, went through maybe 10 or 20 uh, different postings of uh, astrologers who were talking about this very case. Every single one of them were misled by this. Uh, in fact, every single one of them was way off track. You don't approach a criminal's chart in the way you're going to interpret it. Some a friend's chart and doing their natal charts. They know you have the sun in Scorpio square this. That makes you like this or like that. You never do that. For example, we could use Venus square Saturn. That can have a thousand different interpretations. A thousand different people may you utilize that energy a thousand different ways. So we don't know how Brian Koberger is going to utilize it, and you can never apply it to murder. So when you see stuff like this on TikTok, realize you're dealing with children who are just playing with something they don't fully understand. So in this particular case, I only really have one thing to go on with any kind of certainty, and that is Mars. And the reason is because of the ammo, the use of the knife, which is not really Plutonian. It was Mars-like, definitely, without doubt. Secondly, we've got some corroborating evidence of that, this anger problem, with his work firing him for contentious arguments over and over with staff, 
So I'll leave it at this, and we'll pick it up again next uh, episode where we can look deeper into this chart and to the uh, world of Brian Kohlberger. Take care.